Hey, um, you are taking us on a trip this morning to Tūrangi, uh, beautiful mm. Tūrangi in uh, the central North Island. So aside from trout fishing, am I yeah. right in thinking that white water rafting is really, really good in Tūrangi? Yeah, very much. I think they say in the trade, hero products. Jack, and this is very much Tūrangi's uh-huh. hero product. I actually met up with Garth Oakden, who's been the pioneer of uh, the rafting adventures out of Tūrangi on the Tongarero River. And um, he's a fascinating guy because as he has done those adventures over the last 30-odd years, he's become increasingly concerned about the plight of the seal, the uh, the duck, mm, uh, which of course duck. is the face of, yeah, yeah um, and that's uh, of course what's represented on our $10 note. So he established the Blue Duck Project and when you hit the River Rapids uh, on one of one of Garth's excursions, you can see the fruits of their work. Um, they've actually got a, um, a Blue Duck River tour now and I mean it's an amazing bird because it's only one of three species worldwide that will live year-round on fast-flowing rivers, and of course we've got the Tongariro and the Whanganui, which are very much its habitat. Um, and I love looking at um, the shape of their feet, these ducks, really oversized webbed feet, which of course explains why they're such Olympic champions <laughs> riding those yeah, rapids. Yeah, yeah. So how successful has the Blue Duck Project been? It's been quite phenomenal. They reckon they've had a 1,200% increase in the field population on the river um, since they launched the project 12 years ago now. So it's all about trapping the stoats and the rats. And, I mean, the duckling mm. survival rate probably is uh, the real insight into its success. The duckling survival rate has jumped to 90%. It used to be 30 um, and that's crucial because these guys are actually really fussy ducks. They um, can't right. be transferred to predator-free island sanctuaries because they only want to swim and live on fast-flowing, crystal-clear rivers. They're like the clean freaks of the New Zealand bird world, really. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the project yeah. has done a mighty job, particularly when you consider... Uh, that the duck had previously been deemed functionally extinct uh, back in 1945. Okay, great. That sounds awesome. They did really mm. well indeed. Now, you checked out um, Tūrangi's latest offering, and you love an e-bike, and you went on an <laughs> e-bike wilderness experience. So, so what, oh, what does that man. involve, and just how wild is that? It was such a head rush, Jack. So escapist. Um, it's a two-day ride. You clock up about 50k, rocking the trails on a 10,000-acre private block of mountainous backcountry, which has been leased from Tufari Tour. Um, the thing which really blew me away, the altitude changes are dramatic. You will go as high as 2,000 metres. You'll zip up and down rolling hills across these really high plateaus where you do feel like you are on top of the world. You've got hundreds of free-roaming red deer because part of it was an old hunting block. Um, and the trails are, are not well-groomed. You're basically riding on decades-old logging tracks that have been left untouched for years. So you'll notice that your surface will switch from gravel to mud to grass to rotten logs. You've got river crossings. You've got clifftop sections staring down into deep ravines. It is challenging but exhilarating. So I would say if you can handle like an intermediate MTB trail, 
you'll be sweet. But I t- the only time I felt quite mortal was on the downhill yeah. sections because, as you know, Jack, you know, okay. the e-bikes are great for the steep gradients going uphill, but, oh, my God, um, I totally felt like I was going to lose it completely going downhill. Yeah. It's like a downhill slalom. So, yeah, you just got to stand up on um, on your pedals, and that's yeah. the best bet. <laughs> that's the key. Well, that's the key with mountain biking, and, and for a lot of people who aren't used to it, that's the weird thing, isn't it? Instead of sitting in your yeah. seat, you've actually yeah. got to get out of your seat um, in order to balance it. No, no. Well, I'm glad you're still mm. here, Mike. Is there, is there somewhere to stay? Well, yeah, they've got this fabulous off-the-grid lodge, which was an old hunting lodge called Waipati, and they've um, georged it up. It's got some little chalets around the main lodge, super comfortable. The fresh venison burgers there, Jack, thanks to Bambi and friends, they are particularly good. Um, The setting of this lodge is just a knockout. It seems to just breathe easily with its wraparound grandeur, and it's all just, you know, forest-clad countryside. It's like... It's like um, waking up on a balcony, looking down at nature, uh, and you've got this really gnarly gorge uh, directly below you, and it's just incredible. And at night, you will hear the call of the Kiwi piercing through that valley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so special. What about nearby Tokoanu? Yeah, if you're in the Turangi area, I definitely recommend popping around to this uh, neighbouring village, Tokanu. It's the first time I've been there, and it is such a geothermal gem. They've got this fabulous walk they call the Tokanu Thermal Walk, and it's sort of like Rotorua in miniature. So you've got like a dozen steaming hot pools and cartoon colours, lots of mud pools and hissing vents, and it's just fantastic. Kids love it. And if you're looking for a bit of Insta Gold... Pack a picnic yeah. for a sunset over the lake, the southern edge of Lake Taupo, from the historic long-limbed Tokanu Wharf, which I think dates back to the 1880s, um, and it's been gracefully restored with original beams and decking. It is such a sweet spot.